Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design uh, with RMIT University, and I'm with architect Richard Cole, who's um, he's based in Avalon in on the northern beaches in Sydney. Welcome to the program, Richard. Thanks very much, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. Richard, um, it was lovely discovering your work really quite recently. I don't know how I found found you, but I'm glad I did. Um, uh, look, your work very much, you're based in Avalon, you, your work very much reads as a very, um, uh, very localised type of architecture. It's quite light, lightweight, it's quite transparent, it's very connected and it's quite, uh, well, it's very expressive, but it, it's quite raw in a sense and not overly, and not, not overly fussy. Is that something that's just unique to your locale or is it something you've been developing over many years, Richard? Um, Stephen, I, I think it probably goes back to um, the architects who, who live in the area who I've definitely been influenced by um, and people like um, Peter Moore, Rick Lepastria lives, lives locally, um, Peter Stutchbury's just around the corner um, and these were, these were very much influences um, on, on my work. And, and you, you know, when I was learning uh, at university, they were some of my tutors. Um, so I, I think there is almost a, a, a Pitwater school around, around here that, um, that works, you know, in, in a romantic sense and, and is very site-specific, um, loves beautiful craftsmanship, works a lot with... With Australian Timbers um, and I'm probably very much in that vein. Yes well look I can see I mean even in your uh, own home office in Avalon there is that touch of Rickler Plastria just that wonderful connection to the outdoors highlight windows everywhere bringing uh, the landscape in the light um, and Peter Muller, obviously, you mentioned Peter Muller. He's one of our great architects and a legendary architect and he's well into his 90s now. What, um, Richard, did you, did you happen to, you know, visit a number of his homes in, in Palm Beach as, as a young teenager that kind of resonated or...? Um, well, certainly, you know, his Palm Beach house is, is iconic and... Um, well, I haven't, because it's in private ownership, I haven't actually been, um, been through it, but I've certainly, you know, studied it and, and been past it and looked over it many, many times. And, and just the way it, it fits into the, the landscape is, and, and just emerges out of the, um, the local sandstone rock outcrops is, you know, is, is extraordinary. Um, and, the, and the way it, it um, used... Uh, those horizontal planes, you know, roofs filled with water. It, it was such a romantic gesture. Um, I probably ha probably had a bit more to do with um, Bruce Rickard in, in a way, who was another, you know, contemporary and obviously very influenced by Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, and I think that that connection to landscapes very much through, through his work as well. I had I had a good friend who had a had a Bruce Rickard house. Um, I've got a family friend who's got, got a, a Ricard house at the Clareville and um, I did 
I applied to work with with him and, and talked to him many many times. So um, yeah, he, he was definitely an influence as well. What was it about his work that touches you still that you really that resonates and you kind of bring into your own work? Um, I think I think the way his buildings sit in the landscape, um, they you know they're quite strong buildings. They don't necessarily. They're not, not necessarily recessive. They don't try and disappear, but they they respond very much to the um, uh, to the orientation. They're they're quite you know bold horizontal um, uh, houses, and th- and they they have a, um, a very clear expression of, of structure and and definition of of space that that I think. Just works beautifully in the in the Australian landscape. The way they open too, you know, he, he set these um, sort of datums for, for sills and things, and and often used used concrete as a solid base and then lightweight timber timber above, and they just they just work so beautifully. Um, why do you think? I mean, look at his that genre. You know, the sixties and seventies is really strong at the moment. Yeah, uh, particularly strong. Uh, you know, we've gone through the. Uh, the post-war modernist period, which is still lovely to look at. But, yep. you know, the 60s, 70s is really gaining momentum as well. What is it about that period in particular that also captures your, you know, your imagination? Yeah. I think, I think the, um, with the, the honesty of it, it, it the, the use of materials um, was, was really uh, beautiful, uh, you know, this, the Sydney School, I, I think, is really doesn't date much. It, it's it's uh, the use of the clinker bricks and timber and um, materials that weather really beautiful beautifully over time mm. is something that we use a lot in, in our work. And and I think when you look around, a lot of those houses, even though they might not have been built to the highest standards in the time, they've held up extraordinarily well. Um, and the fact that they're still desirable is a real testament to, to the design, I think. Um, Richard, look, you've just finished a house in Palm Beach. Uh, it was, it's quite, was quite a simple house. Again, uh, it, was, it wasn't a new house. It was a renovation of a, a, a bungalow. And interestingly, you know, when there are a lot of um, quite lavish homes now being built, on Palm Beach and around that whole area, uh, the owners of this house decided to do quite a modest house, really use the existing footprint. And in a sense, going back to that 60s, 70s of, you know, well, it's kind of a beach house. It isn't a suburban abode, just replanted down the beach. How, how unusual are clients like that now? Or do you feel there's been, there's been a gradual move to people wanting less and wanting better? Uh, it's, it's tricky. There's, I, I try and talk clients into smaller houses and, and doing, doing less, but I think there's still a, there's still a push to, to have large houses um, and, you know, with all the bells and whistles, um, unfortunately, you know, I always, I do tend to think, you know, simple is is often best. And you, and if you try and work, make structures work very efficiently, and and every element of the structure do a number of, number of of jobs, um, you know, 
you're not only being extremely efficient with materials, but you're also saving money as, as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, think, I think those sort of clients are, are relatively few and far between, so we, we do really appreciate them when they come along. Because really, uh, with a lot of architects or with some, you know, the bigger the house, the bigger the commission, the bigger the reward in a sense. So to talk someone into going smaller, spending less money, um, you know, take someone who really cares about their craft, not just about, you know, the business side. And obviously yeah. you're about the business side, but it's not about, it's not just about, you know, stretching people's budgets. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can also, you can still spend a lot of money with a, with a, with a relatively small house. Um, and, you know, we do have projects where we, we're, we're using um, materials very lavishly. We're building a sandstone, a solid sandstone house at, at the moment, which, which is an incredible opportunity. Um, but, but the owners, you know, really want to build something extraordinary. Um, and it's it's a great opportunity. And if you can if you can do it beautifully, then hopefully you're building you know the heritage of the of the future and, and doing something extraordinarily well. Um, uh, Richard, look, I was also interested in you've just recently completed these apartments at Avalon Beach, and I think that was an interesting idea. I mean, they're a beautiful set of apartments. Um, but they're more like it, it reads from the street as two large houses and they're actually very large apartments uh, for people who are kind of wanting to scale down in the area. Tell me about that because, you know, it's an older clientele um, that you kind of had in your mind when you were designing it, but it's certainly not um, traditional and stuffy and, and, you know, twee. I mean, it's a brave piece of architecture. Yeah, uh, the that was, a, that was a great project. I mean, it was quite a tricky site being triangular um, and on on a relatively busy roundabout, so we had to respond to that that site. Um, and the the idea of the apartments. I mean, every, every plan every plan of each apartment is is different in the building, which which sort of makes it quite unique in a way. Like a lot of uh, apartments are you know cookie cookie cutter type. Um, type plan, plans, but these ones, because of the triangular site, because there's four apartments on the ground floor and three on the, on the top floor, it, it led to some opportunities to create quite unusual spaces um, and open the building in, in you know, fairly original ways. Um, so that, that was really interesting. Um, the, the apartments are quite generous, but we, we also designed them all to be accessible um, which does lead to wider corridors, to bigger bathrooms, generous circulation areas. Richard, why are uh, developers, I mean, this developer obviously had a vision and wanted to get back something that was more, but why is it that, you know, older people get typecast as, oh, well, look, you know, they wouldn't want anything too modern or too, too adventurous, you know, we'll just give them the traditional windows, traditional floor plans, you know, why is it, or is it just people don't want to take the risk anymore and they just think, look, we'll just, we want to cover our bases? Um, I, I think, I, I haven't found that to be the case at, at all. I, th I think, you know, older clients, they're often after something quite um, 
new, you know, that they've often had the traditional larger house um, and are wanting to downsize into something that's, that's very easy to maintain, that, that has great spaces and is quite contemporary. Um, I, 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 think, I think older people, you know, don't necessarily get a good, good rap. They're, they're, um, they're not necessarily that conservative. I mean, my, my parents are, are a good example. I, I think they're, you know, I, I built them a, a new house and um, you couldn't get more com- conservative um, <laughs> people, I think. My, you know, my father was a, was a judge um, and, you know, traditionally very, very um, conservative, but they built a very contemporary house and, and, and have loved every minute of, of, of being in it. And I know, you know many of their friends are the same. Um, given that he was a judge, um, uh, Richard, how difficult was it negotiating the design with him? And did you feel, you know, that relationship was hard because, you know, you can't be, you know, you can be very honest and blunt, but, yeah. you know, on both sides. I mean, that's kind of a tricky relationship. Well, they do, they, they say never to work for family or lawyers and um, <laughs> that was a combination of both, <laughs> Um, but you know, to, to their to their credit, they they um, gave me pretty free reign and were very open to um, to, to new ideas. Um, and it, it was actually a you know a terrific experience to to work work through through that. Um, and I, I think that you know the building, it's, it's certainly one of my my best and my, my favourite you know buildings that that I've done over the many years. And you've just finished a new house in Kangar- near Kangaroo Valley, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, again, that's quite different. It's not as lightweight in, in materials as some of your other houses, quite, you know, chunky and solid. And why was that? Was it the location? Was it kind of a quite a... It, it was, it was the, the location. The... the um... It's set on in, in um, Belongara, which is on the sort of uh, the, the um, elevated area above Berry. So it's it's between Kangaroo Valley and and, and Berry, and it's in this beautiful um, sort of escarpment zone, which has um, rainforest remnants running through it. Uh, and it does get um, it can get pretty hot in in summer and pretty cold in in winter. It's generally you know five degrees warmer or, or, or colder than the, than the coast. Um, so the, the, um, the building was, was quite solid to respond to that. So it, it does have you know, concrete slabs and, and real masonry um, envelope um, to, to create that thermal mass, but some pretty big gla- double glazed areas which face north um, and apparently, you know, the, the owners spent their first winter there and, and says that it's just um, performing beautifully. You know, they, they, have the, they have the fire going and, you know, on many, many days they don't need to turn the heating on and all through, through winter, um, despite it being, um, you know, near freezing outside. Um, Richard, how do you generally start the design process with clients? Do they, do they often see your work and say, oh, you know, we want that? And then obviously they can't get that because that was designed specifically for another client who has very specific requirements. How do you generally work up a, a scheme with people now? Well, it, it, 
it's always a very exciting time to start, start on a project. And, and often it is because they, they get in touch with me because they've seen one of our projects and have liked what they, they see. And, and most, most clients understand that they're not going to get, you know, exactly the same building as, as one of our other projects, that, that things are very site-specific. But I'm, I often um, say, to, say to them, and I'm quite happy to work with clients if they bring something to the, to the table, if, the, if they have a particular interest or direction, we're, we're often very happy to, to go in that way. I'm, I'm not the sort of architect that says, you know, you, you must have this. I'm, I'm really interested in working with, with clients and, and trying to incorporate their ideas, um, you know, if, if they're reasonably sensible. <laughs> we'll, so we'll, obviously, we'll, obviously, if I was a client, um, Rich and I said, I just love Mock Georgian, I think you'd probably say, Stephen, I think you need to look for someone else. There's, yes, there, there's, certainly, there's certainly a limit. But, you know, Georgian architecture has certain qualities, um, you know, which, which may be appropriate for, for a contemporary farmhouse in, in many ways. So, you know, we, we might look at a, at a very simple masonry structure that, that reflects some of those qualities um, that, that is appropriate. I mean, so, some of those the old brick um, farmhouse dwellings are, are, are magnificent. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, yeah, I, I don't think you need to be, you know, I, I try not to be pigeonholed and, and, I, and, and I, I love exploring, you know, new directions. Um, where, where, what what's some of the things you're excited about at the moment? Uh, well, I'm, ex- I'm excited... Um, Building this, this this new sandstone house is, is really um, exciting. Seeing that come together, it's, it's sort of using uh, these huge, you know, two meter by five hundred mil high um, blocks that, that weigh, you know, a ton and a half. And we've we've got a crane, so they're they're it's sort of using new technology with a very ancient building method. Um, so that's that's really interesting seeing seeing that come together and and you know you walk around the site and it almost feels like you because it's just the stone walls at the moment it's almost like you're you're walking through a, a future ruin <laughs> which is interesting concept um, uh, you know I, I, I love the the prospect of new um, new projects I mean, I've had someone contact me this this week with a um, a site in quite a, lo- a remote location, uh, which is fully flame zone. It's, it's in the middle of the um, forest near near Wollombi, um, which is you know was, was site of some of the major bushfires last last year. Um, and he wants to do something really interesting on you know on on the top of the hill in this in this quite remote area. So that you know that's a real challenge, I, I think. Um, uh, you know, it's great to get out of Sydney sometimes. Uh, I think I, I really enjoy doing buildings in the in the country. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a few prospects. Um, look, Richard, it's been uh, a pleasure having you on my program today on talking design. I look forward to seeing more of your work. Um, and there is, you know, I think people see there's a real soul to to the work that you're putting in. You know, you really. You can see the passion and the drive, and I think that's 
what other people can see in the work as well. So um, I look forward to seeing you, meeting up with you, seeing some of your work in the distant future. And um, thanks again for being on Talking Design. You've been listening to Stephen Crafty. Talking Design is produced by RMIT University and brought to you in partnership with Melbourne City Council. If you'd like to stay up to date with all things Talking Design, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at talkingdesign underscore.